0: Today, man stands at the decisive crossroads of his fate, and this fact is also true for every kind of life upon this planet. I will try to put before you some of the reasons which have brought humanity to its present pass, and certain ways in which we as individuals can cooperate with the elder brothers of the race in an endeavor to ensure a victory for the light over the forces of darkness and negation. I should like it to be understood that my words do not carry with them any special authority. They are not based on the books or views of others, but are the result of a lifetime's research into such matters and into the study of the conditions in the worlds around us. Therefore I suggest that you listen to what I have to say and if it appeals both to your reason and to your intuition then there is no reason why you should not accept it as an expression of truth. If on the other hand this is not so then I suggest that you put these words into cold these ideas into cold storage in your minds to think over and decide about quietly in your own time and place. To begin with, may I endeavor to explain the origin and working of what I have referred to as the blended ray in my book, The Silent Road. Spiritual and metaphysical realities can only be interpreted symbolically, and sometimes allegorically do not try therefore to materialize in your minds these spiritual conceptions to the point where they lose all power to uplift or to enlighten this splendid ray has been brought into being by the efforts of the great masters gathered together as a hierarchy under divine guidance for this very purpose For nearly half a century now, it has been possible, standing afar off from a very modest stance, to watch the activities of this momentous gathering. They are engaged in harmonizing all that is best in the wisdom that has already been given to the world in the past through the masters and prophets who have descended into our midst. Put in the simplest terms, this ray or spiritual outpouring represents the child of the union between cosmic and primeval wisdom and the equally potent power of eternal and all-embracing love. This radiation is now approaching the very fringes of human consciousness and already there are those who have begun to feel its inspiring, revitalizing and cleansing influence. Within this immense outpouring there is enshrined a quality of deity never before made available to humanity in this round of evolution and for which so far we have no name. It is a wonderful gift from our creator sent to provide us with spiritual ammunition at this grave moment in human history in itself it is the prepare of the way for the one or for those who are destined under divine grace to lead us into the light of a new age and a new dispensation now it is very natural that the forces of negation and darkness, realizing that their time is short, should be doing everything in their power to obstruct and delay the arrival of this new outpouring of spiritual power from on high. For this purpose, they have available to them the manner in which the human race has misused its great gift of free will over the centuries and recently as a result of our interference with the rhythm of nature through the splitting of the atom the powers of darkness have been given the opportunity that they have sought for creating this obstruction as a result of nuclear fission the all important link the positive energy in the uranium atom known as the proton has been divorced and separated from the negative energy called the electron thereby destroying the very life poise of the atom itself the effect of the severance of this link is very similar to what happens when the link between the mind and the brain of man is broken as a result the explosions which follow the breaking of this link are of such a serious character that they create radiations that are entirely unfriendly and dangerous to all forms of life and energy on this earth these radiations strike directly procreative life processes and functions not only of men and animals but of fish of the sea birds of the air all forms of plant life and trees the soil itself the mineral world and also the great elemental life forces of fire, air and water It is now evident that in addition to the use of nuclear energy for vile and destructive ends, man intends to augment his supplies of material force by the erection of nuclear reactors everywhere and on a very big scale. The passage of time alone will reveal whether it will become possible for man to reach a truce with nature's guardians in this matter. Apart from all other dangers to life, man has not yet succeeded in neutralizing the poisonous radiations given out continuously by nuclear effluence and their byproducts. We can hardly hope to look to nature for help in this respect. If the necessary steps are not taken to reverse the direction in which man's so-called progress is taking him, there will be a break in the link already weakened which joins the human race to the so-called lower kingdoms of nature. If this link were to be broken, then indeed there would be universal war on this planet but in this case with the human race on the one side and all forms of life represented by the kingdoms and intelligences of the mineral vegetable, animal, fire, air and water on the other the next step that we as human beings would be obliged to face if this process were continued which God forbid would be the severance of man's mind from his brain and ultimately the divorce of the spirit from the mind in which case evolution on this plan as we know it would cease There is no doubt that the situation we face at the present moment in this great Armageddon that is being fought out not only here on Earth but in the spheres around this planet is indeed of such a serious nature that unless we can look for help and salvation from spiritual sources we shall be unable to solve the problems which we have created for they are the result of evil and negative thinking and the misuse of free will right down the centuries. Some of us can see the way in which the great archangel Michael and his hosts, realizing the imminent danger that faces all life here, have come right down to the very confines of human consciousness in their supreme struggle to ensure that the light shall overcome the darkness. We and all those who are willing to cooperate with him, both in the spheres outside our three-dimensional world and amongst us here on earth, must do everything in our power by every means which we possess to restore the shattered rhythm within human consciousness itself as well as among the other kingdoms of nature. We should remember that this menace which is now upon us is of comparatively recent date so far as the crisis connected with nuclear fission is concerned. It was as recently as 1929 that Sir James Jeans, in his book The Universe Around Us, made this statement. A mass of uranium or radium does not explode whatever we do with it. We now realize that these words have been entirely refuted by the events of the last quarter of a century. It is well to remember that at any one time in human history only a fraction of the human race as a whole is in incarnation on this earth. The rest are progressing in their evolution elsewhere and many of them will be returning to this planet in due course to continue their lives and experiences under the three-dimensional conditions that surround us here. Many of these to whom I have just referred, realizing the basic danger to which this world and all life upon it is now faced, are answering the call of Michael. They have heard the sound of his trumpet, and are willing to cooperate with us here on this side of the veil in proclaiming the truth and in creating conditions through which the Christ light may penetrate the darkness and bring leaven and illumination to human consciousness in time to prevent disaster. It is interesting to watch a group of initiates who have been commissioned to undertake a special task associated with this problem. They are engaged in going back in human time, perhaps for centuries, in order to discover, if not the basic cause, anyhow the intermediary causes that have led up to the effects which result from the discovery of nuclear fission and the way in which man has misused, dangerously misused, this discovery. The object of this group, the causes to which I have referred, is to call up cosmic reinforcements and to work in a spiritual sense from the actual moment in human time and forward in order to do all that is still possible to achieve to alleviate the effects that have followed the causes in question and which effects are with us now and will be with us for a long time ahead now this brings me to the mystery of what we call human time and its relation to us on this planet Human time is an an entity, a unit within itself. It began when life on this earth commenced to appear and it will continue until all life on this planet disappears. This immense period in accordance with our finite understanding of such mysteries contains within it of time provided for each one of us as a special gift when we were born into this world. It lasts until we leave it and go forward on our evolutionary way. This gift of time is very important. It varies in length from person to person in accordance with the karmic conditions that each individual has brought with him into this world and it is given to us for the purpose of our making the best possible use of it whilst we are here now this span of time we divide in our minds into the past the present and the future although as a matter of fact there is no such division because what we call the past is still living and is still available for our use and is still in a certain sense a part of the present also what we call the future although it has not yet unrolled to us in actual experience is a portion of the present now that is to say the past the present and the future are within our possession now and can be utilized now especially by all those who are engaged in loving ministrations to others and to those who are active in what is sometimes referred to as the spiritual healing mission. I should like to give examples of how our human time can be so used to help you to understand how these initiates work for us and our welfare at this period of world crisis. A lady came to see me recently who was suffering from severe arthritis. Three years previously, resulting from an accident, she had broken her thigh. In due course, the bones reunited, but severe arthritis developed rendering movement of any kind most distressing. Could I help? I asked her to take me back in memory with her to the moment in past time just before the accident occurred. This is what she told me. Over three years ago now, I was travelling in a London bus and was very worried by a family problem. In fact, I was so absorbed in this that the bus reached my destination before I realized it. In my haste to alight, I slipped and broke my thigh. My visitor then related her experiences in hospital and the following long convalescence. The arthritis developed gradually and no medical remedies had been. I suggested that we should concentrate our prayers and our thoughts upon the time when the family problem was occupying her mind while she was sitting in the bus. I, had, I told her that if we could work together here and now to replace that unease by harmony at the moment in past time just referred to, same measure of harmony achieved then could become manifest in the immediate present. This idea seemed ludicrous to my visitor. Nevertheless, he set to work. A month later, the arthritis disappeared and has not returned. Another example relates to a child of four years old who was suffering seriously from stunted mental and physical development. The case history showed that the mother had suffered a severe shock during the fourth month of her pregnancy. Her treatment was focused not on the the child in her present condition but on the mother at a time immediately preceding the shock in question. In this case, progress was slow and could possibly have been partly caused by other and more mundane factors. However, within a year from the time of this series of treatments, the child became perfectly normal, both in mind and in body. I should like here to give a word of warning those who wish to test out my thesis for themselves. The technique I, I have tried to outline cannot be mastered in a day. Intensive training of the mind and of the spiritual faculty which we all possess should be undertaken before experiments with time are attempted. The capacity to become a channel for spiritual healing is one that calls for much study, self discipline, and personal dedication. For the consecrated and selfless soul, there can be no danger in undertaking this time experiment, providing one always holds in mind the prayer, May thy will be done always. I hope that various and serious students of these matters which relate to the, to the science of metaphysics, who are also interested in healing, will investigate this time method and procedure, and that the results will be put in writing for the rest of us to use and to see. I have often been asked how it is possible to lift oneself in consciousness out of the stream of time into a fourth dimension where time becomes one's servant and not one's master how does one climb onto the bank of one's stream of life how does one walk back along it watching the flow of the stream below us and then at any given point we desire re-entering it how can we relive in thought, spirit and action that span of time between the point of re-entry and where we stand today when you pray when you look up to the hills for light and understanding whenever you do meditation to become a mirror for the light then you are lifting yourself out of your stream of time. You are moving into another dimension and you are taking the first step to enable you to use time as your servant and helper. There is a chapter in my book The Silent Road dealing with creative imagination and the way in which this wonderful gift from the creator can be used if you read that chapter carefully I think you will find it will throw some light on this problem of time. The question I am repeatedly asked is this. What does light do to the forces of evil? Are these forces entities? Ask yourself first what do I do or try to do when attacked by any discordant condition of mind or body well what do you do? if you are really imbued with the will to good you try to rise in your state of mind in order to lift your consciousness up into the sunshine of reality where no evil or discord can manifest Those of you who have flown in an aircraft know the joy of leaving the murk and even the fog of earth and rising above the clouds into the glorious sunshine. You can think and act positively and pray for illumination, healing and great opportunities for service. You refuse to respond to negative thoughts or depressing ideas and you do all in your power to receive and reflect the light of truth and love in this way the light in you is gradually dissipating the darkness that may seem hitherto to have surrounded you light does not do anything to darkness it simply shines and as it shines the darkness disappears If you will study my booklet called The Mindset Free you will understand how the only entity in so-called evil is the entity or intelligence which we humans with which we think this out for ourselves. The importance of positive constructive optimistic thinking all the day long cannot be overestimated. The fight upon which you and I are constantly engaged is against the so-called forces of fear, depression, self-centeredness, and frustration. Bar your gates against these negative forces as the first step towards making yourself and your life of greater service to others. Remember well, true spiritual perception, a quality for which we should always remain, does not depend in any way upon sight vision or the phenomenal experiences associated with what we call clairvoyance, clairaudience, or the automatic reception of messages purporting to come from unseen sources. Look and seek, therefore, within your own universe for your own progress, your inspiration, and your salvation. Once more, may I entreat you to regard anything I say or write as only being acceptable to you to the extent that its substance draws a definite response from your reason your intuition and your instinct Revelation is God-given to each one of us and it is an interior and intimate process Truth in its myriad forms and degrees reaches each one of us in its own time and way The more we look to outsiders Solutions to our perplexities, the more we weaken the link that you own in interior and higher selves, from whom come by far the most valuable enlightenment and guidance. Now, I should like to say a word or two about the difficulties which face youth at the present time. I am often approached by young people who feel a sense of frustration and bewilderment at the condition of the world in which they now exist. They ask me whether life is worth living under present circumstances, finding that frustrations from past human history for which they are not responsible tend to weaken incentives and thereby to create depression and disillusion. What I always say to them amounts more or less to this. Remember that you are yourself a universe within yourself. That universe contains all that is of value and service to you, and is indestructible. You take it with you, when you pass from one state of consciousness to another, and even if this this planet were to disappear tomorrow, you would still remain perfectly safe and protected and carry forward into another sphere of living the universe that lies within you and which is your own property. You should cease, therefore, to feel frustrated and to carry on from day to day courageously and in every way endeavoring to do the best you can both for yourself and for those around you. Never lose faith or the will to good and keep your courage up. In this connection I cannot repeat too often that all forms of what we call evil are in reality purely temporary and therefore illusory in relation to truth itself. The primary energy which infuses all forms of life on our planet reaches us in a completely neutral form. We possess a large measure of free will, and so we can utilize this primary energy in any direction we like used for sensual or selfish ends, the energy pro tem becomes infused with lust and egotism conditions we call evil when we use this energy to inspire us to the will of the good the contrary is also true and up we go the question I am constantly being asked is this. What can we do in view of the very critical and dangerous conditions of world affairs? In the first place, give up once and for all the mistaken belief that it is necessary to kill in order to survive. This applies not only to the killing of our fellow beings, but to the breeding and slaughter of those who belong to the animal kingdom whom we destroy in order to satisfy our appetites or worse still we subject them to vivisection and other cruel experiments how can we begin to make our peace with the kingdoms of, of nature while such practices continue next we can list during our times of prayer and silence for the voice of Michael, the great archangel, who is calling upon us all to serve him and his host in the struggle now going forward, both in the sphere and on this planet of ours, against the powers of darkness and negation. Keep the silent minutes of reverend at nine each evening. Listen then for the music of Michael's trumpet, summoning us to spiritual arms, and respond to it. The deific quality which I have already mentioned is within this sound, As it will shortly be within the very atmosphere of our hearts and our minds and our souls. Before sleep, call for inspiration and power that you may continue to work in the same direction. Help to repair the broken, the the breach that has taken place between the human kingdom and the other kingdoms of nature. Banish all negative and fear thinking and pray above all to be used as a channel for the light. Look up in expectation and rejoice. May I advise you to devote at least thirty minutes daily to complete relaxation of your mind and body. Let go Let God take over in you and lean back with joy and confidence.